everyone. Welcome to another episode of Pondering with the Peters. I'm Brendan. I'm Helena. And today we'll be talking about hospitality. This is a fun episode for Helena because she loves talking about hospitality and how we are called to hospitality. Uh, so this is core value number six in our family mission statement. Uh, how been... it got bumped down to number six, we'll never know. Well, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't quite know like, why, like, I, yeah, I was going to say, I don't know quite how we the ordered them the way that we ordered them. Well, uh, I mean, we, we, we started with relationship with God. That, that's kind of self-explanatory. Relationship yeah. with uh, each other. Uh, relation, or not relationship, <laughs> relationship to service. <laughs> uh, service, teaching community and and now hospitality and then we got two more that we're gonna look at um yeah i think it was just yeah just different yeah as we discussed different things that mattered to us yeah yeah exactly but uh this is one that is um yeah really important for us and we think is really important for every follower of jesus and um it's it is interesting that we're talking about hospitality uh because today we just Bought a lot of food for our uh, Grey Cup party. Yes. On uh, November twentieth, Sunday. Sunday, November twentieth. So uh, <laughs> we are we're prepared for having a lot of people in, into our home, and so I think that's. Uh, would you say that's one aspect of? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yes, that's a huge part of it. Yeah. I just realized I should stop nodding. Like, I nod. <laughs> like, no one can see me nodding. Helena's just nodding over it's here. Like and... agreeing. I need to agree verbally, not <laughs> physically. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Mm. Uh, so good. Okay. So, um, yeah, when we were, like, kind of discussing hospitality, where we would go with this episode, I asked about a, uh, a definition of hospitality and Helena gave this really great definition of hospitality biblical hospitality but I didn't write it down so uh we don't have <laughs> we don't have her concise definition that uh that you gave uh, earlier in the day uh but we do have uh biblical hospitality a definition uh, simply meeting the needs of others and uh that yeah, that's that's kind of a, a simplified definition. Of course, you could you can broaden that. You know, what is what does it look like to, to meet the needs of others? But that basic, well, like when you boil it all down, that's that's kind of what we're we're talking about when we're talking about hospitality. We're talking about meeting the needs of others. So to uh, to go through our our four boxes, as Helena has talked about, uh, creation, fall, redemption, restoration. Uh, we begin with creation and. Yeah, I mean, I mean, hospitality, okay, I'll just say this right off the bat. Hospitality in scripture is all over the place. And I didn't realize it, well, I guess I, I kind of realized this, but I didn't realize this as much until uh, doing a fair bit of uh, research on it. Uh, it's it's just about everywhere in scripture. You can, yeah. you can see uh, these little e- Easter eggs all over the place. Yeah, I mean, so we begin in Genesis chapter 1, obviously. Uh, God is a, he's a generous host, right? So he creates this good world and then he invites his creatures uh, essentially to, to come to his table and to, to feast. I mean, he gives uh, all the trees of the garden. 
to the, the man and the woman to eat. Uh, I mean, he only limits, limits one tree, but I mean, in that regard, he is, yeah, he's a generous host who has a table that is beyond anything we can fathom. Uh, but then, yeah, I mean, you, you flip a couple of pages over and you got Genesis 3, where the man and the woman, uh, they, they didn't want to be guests in God's house. They want to be the owners of God's house. And so they take, um, well, and interestingly enough, I mean, they, they take what was given to them in the first place. Like God gave them all of this, all this food and they, he gave them all of this authority in, in his house and, and then they just, they, they take it for themselves. They want, they want to be the owners. They don't want to be the guests, which is just unfathomable. Um, yeah, and, and then you see, the, the, again, the downward spiral, Genesis 4. Uh, Cain doesn't treat his brother Abel as a fellow guest, but uh, again, as one whose life he owns. Right? So he takes his brother Abel's life for himself. And interestingly enough, he would be a fugitive and a wanderer on the earth. Right, So he would now depend on others' hospitality for his, his survival. Mm. Uh, and then, yeah, Genesis chapter 11, um, he, humanity has gotten to the point where they, they fear being in need of hospitality, right? They, they don't, they, they don't want to be dependent on other people. They want to just rely on themselves. And so they, uh, they, they build the city with its tower in the heavens, right? Because they desired permanence. They, they didn't want to go anywhere. They didn't want to have anyone else come to them. They just all wanted to be in the, in their own little, their own little world, um, and I mean, you can easily see how, um, like, us in North America, we, we have this North American idea where, um, yeah, we just we just seclude ourselves in in our own little homes. We've we've got these big houses that are that are just empty, empty. because <laughs> we we don't have people into our homes anymore. And so, yeah, you see the you see the ramifications of the of the fall even today. Uh, but of course, we see redemption, right? We see God redeeming what was broken. Yeah, we see that like right near the beginning there, right with uh, with Genesis chapter twelve. Um, Abraham and his descendants are invited to be God's guests uh, again in in God's land, um, and so he he invites them to to come and, and join join him in the the land of promise. Um, then Genesis eighteen, Abraham has three strangers come to his house, and and uh, he what, he he makes a cake and. Uh, kills a kills a calf. I mean, the, the time it would have taken for him to <laughs> for him to put on this meal, and and his three guests are are just chilling. Uh, are just chilling. And um, yeah, I mean, there's there's some speculation if that's if that's God, because um, of of how uh, the the conversation between uh, Abram and and these uh, three strangers uh, <laughs> goes from there. But yeah, Abram is hospitable. He invites them in and just. Doesn't, doesn't even think about it. Doesn't doesn't even ask Sarai. He's just like, nope. We're we're just gonna have these people into into our homes. It was just part of the culture. Uh, then the Exodus, right? So the the journey from from Egypt to Mount Sinai is is marked by hospitality, right? You've got manna, and then when they were discontent with the manna, you had quail, and when they were thirsty, they thought they were gonna die. Uh, God gave them water on on multiple occasions. And, uh, and protection as well. Uh, he gave them his presence in the, uh, the, the um, 
the fire and the, the cloud. Um, and then also with the, uh, the tabernacle and later the, the temple, um, that that's, that was a, a way for, uh, for God's presence to, to dwell with them. And so he's, he's inviting them into his presence with these, uh, with these various things. Uh, then we see in Genesis, or Genesis Joshua chapter two, uh, Rahab with the two spies, they go into, um, investigate, spy out the land of, of Jericho and, and, uh, Rahab brings him in and, and she, she lies to the, the king and the king's, uh, guards who, who come and, and ask about the two spies and, and, uh, she aligns with, with Yahweh and, and not with, uh, with, uh, the king of Jericho. Um, second Samuel chapter nine. And, and I, I realize that, you know, we're kind of going through this like point form, but like there, there are way more examples. These, these are just some of the examples, uh, that we, we see in, in scripture. Um, second Samuel chapter nine, David and Mephibosheth. So Mephibosheth was Saul's grandson, Joshua's son, Joshua's son. not Joshua, Jonathan's son, right? Yeah, yeah, I love John- how we both said Joshua. <laughs> Jonathan, <laughs> David and Jonathan. Yeah, David and Jonathan, yeah. So John, Jonathan, like Saul and Jonathan had, had died by this point. And so Mephibosheth, who was lame, he couldn't walk, right? Mm-hmm. So um, David uh, takes him into his house and um, set, brings him to his table. And he takes care of him for the rest of his life. Uh, so he's, he's inviting, inviting him into his home and he's being hospitable. Uh, and then we hear from David himself in uh, Psalm 23, verses 5 to 6, where he says, You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And, and it's just this picture of, again, God is a generous host who is inviting us all to, to his table. Um, anything to, to add up until this point? Before we enter into the New Testament? Uh, I, no, no, I mean, I will. I will talk about specifically something you said earlier, but I will talk about it later. You can okay. just do all the biblical things totally. and then I'll talk about it. <laughs> Get through all the biblical stuff and then we'll go, <laughs> go through the non-biblical stuff. No, not, I just meant like finish the boxes and then yeah. I will talk about how that applies. Mm-hmm. That's what I meant. Okay. All right. So we enter into the New Testament and we see right off the bat, like Jesus... He would often eat with uh, eat and drink with tax collectors and sinners. A good example of that is, is Zacchaeus, where he goes to Zacchaeus. This Zacchaeus was a wee little man. Wee little man was he? Really? No, I, I just that's, yeah. He <laughs> climbed up in a sycamore tree because he wanted to see. Yeah, because the Lord, he wanted to see that has yeah. nothing to do. No, with but it. Uh, so he yeah, Zacchaeus was looked down upon in more ways than one. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's because he was um, awful. He was horrible. Yeah, no. He, he was a schemer and a thief and a liar and... Exactly. Yeah. And of all the people in that area, Jesus wants to go to his house, which is astounding to everyone there, including Zacchaeus, who's just like, I don't think I deserve you coming to my house. But then, yeah, you, you see this this heart transformation in Zacchaeus where he says, I'm, I'm, I'm going to give back four times what, what I uh, stole from other people. Um, so yeah, Zacchaeus does have Jesus into his house and, and just is transformed from then on, uh, from Jesus, we see, uh, multiple parables of banquets and, and feasting. Um, yeah, and a good example of hospitality is the good Samaritan mm-hmm. where the, uh, um, 
he met the needs of the dude. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, the guy, the guy's going from, he was going from Jerusalem to Jericho, right? Yeah. Yeah. Jerusalem to Jericho on this road. That was dangerous. And, and, um, he's beaten up by robbers along the way. And, and, uh, a priest and a Levite walk past, but the good Samaritan, well, the good Samaritan, the Samaritan who, uh, would have been like, there, there was some intense animosity between these two, these two groups. But he's the one who stops and he takes care of him and takes him to the inn where he would be cared for and gives gives money the, the day after for for all of his needs uh, after that, right? So, and, and I think this is hitting on one of the aspects of, of hospitality is that uh, it's not necessarily having people into our home, but again, it's meeting the needs of others. And so whatever that looks like. Finish the boxes. I'm finishing the boxes, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I just, yeah. Anyway, okay. Um, Matthew 5, verse 6, Jesus says, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Why will they be satisfied? Because they're being invited into uh, God's presence. They're being invited into God's uh, land where they will uh, eat and drink their fill. Um, Jesus says, Foxes have holes and the birds of the air... Um, have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. Matthew 8, verse 20. So, I mean, even Jesus, right? Jesus didn't have a place of permanence, unlike the, uh, the people of, of uh, Babel. He, he has no place to rest his head. He has no place of permanence. And so he's constantly relying on other people for their hospitality. And yeah, can you imagine? And I think it's been the chosen that has really <laughs> opened up my eyes to how imposing yeah. Jesus and all of his disciples would have looked to all of their hosts, right? Yeah. Like you've got Jesus and, and at least 12 guys, if not more, because I mean, at some at one point, Jesus sends out 70 disciples, right? So it seems like the, the, tw- the, the 12 were, uh, were kind of the uh, inner circle. Yeah, the inner circle. And then they kind of kind of goes out from there. Um, how imposing that would have been, right? So, yeah, definitely, definitely would have required hospitality, but we don't, I mean, we don't really see, I mean, we see Martha kind of, yeah. She, like the whole Mary Martha story, Martha, like, is really frantically trying to, to get, uh, um, lunch on the table and, and Mary's sitting at Jesus' feet. And <laughs> it's just, Martha's like, hey, why isn't she helping? <laughs> I have 13 and, men to beat. <laughs> yeah, I know. And, and Jesus says, um, Mary's chosen uh, the good portion. And it's not saying that um, uh, <laughs> preparing lunch is, is, uh, is a bad thing. Um, but yeah, it's, it, it is one of those things that's, uh, that's necessary in, in the Gospels and in, in Jesus' Uh, travels. Uh, Then, of course, we see the the Last Supper where Jesus washes uh, his disciples' feet and uh, just showing, like, the the kind of... Not not only is is that an example of the kind of care and concern that that we are to have uh, with with one another, but um, just showing, like, the, the kind of service that he would... Um, he, like he would, he would offer himself on the cross, and and I mean that's that's what hospitality um, is. It's uh, yeah, it's it's offering ourselves. Sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself again. Um, <laughs> and, and then of course, uh, Revelation three verse twenty, where Jesus says, 
Uh, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and you with him and he with me. And, and so it's... Um, oh, now, of course, Jesus is saying this to, um, to, to one of the churches. And uh, I think it's Laodicea, right? La- the no, church, yeah. church of Laodicea. Uh, one of the churches in, in Revelation that uh, the, the, the letter of Revelation was, was sent to. Um, yeah, so it's, it's a church that had lost sight of its of, uh, of repentance. And, and uh, so it was like, you know, repent and be, we can be in communion with, with one another. And I think that's, um, that's why um, communion, the Lord's Supper, is so important. It's... It's that opportunity for us to, um, not, I don't, don't want to say like renew our relationship with, with Jesus week after week, although that, that, that is kind of, kind of what, what is happening, but it, yeah, it's, it's just, uh, yeah, that, that idea where we are communing with, with God, uh, the way we were always in, intended to. And then, and then of course, um, uh, I mean, we get to. Um, to Revelation 19, where we see the the marriage supper of the Lamb, and, and that's what where everything where everything is heading. Um, yeah, we, we just, uh, yeah. So the the church, the the book of Acts, Acts chapter two, verses forty four to forty seven, um, how they they believed they they who believed. Uh, were together, they had all things in common, they were selling their possessions and distributing the proceeds to any who had need. Uh, day after day, they were attending the temple together, they were breaking bread in one another's homes, they, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, they praised God, and, and they had favor with other people. That's, that's, that's what, what uh, um, we have as a, an example in the early church, and, and uh, um, something for, for us to uh, to consider today as we, um, um, yeah, look forward to the, the marriage supper of the lamb. Um, yeah, James one <clears throat> verse 17, uh, every good and perfect gift is from above coming down from the father of lights with whom there's no variation or shadow due to change. Right. So God is, a, he's a giver of good gifts and it's not just true of Genesis 1. It's true, it's true even today. He, he gives good gifts, and not only just for us, but for us to share with those around us. Um, and then 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 11. Uh, you are exiles and, and sojourners in the world. Um, yeah, so just this idea that we are going to be dependent upon uh, other people for, uh, for hospitality and um, like, like Jesus who uh, had no place to, to rest his head. Uh, we, we feel like we're, we're in a place where there is no, we, we don't really have, have permanence. Um, we, we are, uh, in a sense, we, we were created for the new heaven and new earth. And so um, yeah, that's kind of where, where we're headed. And, and uh, yeah, that's, I guess that's what we're, we're looking forward to. So our... Core outcome from this uh, core value, what we hope to to achieve, uh, is to open up our home to others, to be available to help when needed, and to be a welcoming presence to the sojourner. Right. So to open up our home to others, to be available to help when needed, and to be a welcoming presence to the sojourner. That's kind of what 
what we hope hospitality our value of hospitality will will lead into so yeah what do you think that looks like practically okay well i think that most people when you think hospitality like when you say you need to be hospitable they immediately think um having someone over for dinner and that isn't necessarily that doesn't encompass all of it yes that is a huge part of it that is a great way to connect with people and I highly recommend opening up your home to others for dinner. Mm-hmm. But there are other ways to be hospitable. Um, taking a meal to someone mm. when they are stuck at home. Taking someone out for a meal if, you know, there's someone <laughs> who just is new at the church. You don't necessarily just want to invite everyone. Yes, we're supposed to be hospitable and a welcoming presence to the sojourner. But that doesn't mean that you invite every single person you come across into your home, especially a home like ours that has young children in it. You don't just randomly always, sometimes you can, you can get a vibe and whatever, but you don't always just have people in. So a great way is to be like, hey, I will take you out and we will eat lunch somewhere Mm -hmm. or whatever. Um, So yeah, that is like connecting and meeting the needs of others outside of the home as well as inside of the home. That is also hospitable. And lots of people miss that because if someone often, you know, is gifting needs or, or, or in the church, if you are serving at the fellowship meal, right? Like if there's a potluck and you are serving coffee or cleaning up dishes from people or washing dishes, that is being hospitable, even though it's not your own home. So that is a way mm-hmm. to be hospitable um i'm super passionate about hospitality because it's a gifting but also because god calls us right he calls all in the church to be um hospitable anyone who wants to aspire to be a deacon or an elder that is on the list of qualifications you have to be hospitable Mm -hmm. um but all christians should be being hospitable we should stick out in that way we should be the ones people are like oh man those people are always around people are always helping people that is what we um, should be doing but okay rewinding to when brendan said that the three strangers came and abraham fed them he specifically said um and he didn't even ask sarai so that is something that brendan and i have been working on um the more we've been married brendan is able to invite whoever he wants over for a meal at the drop of a hat right so if I don't know, someone comes over and is having a meeting with Brennan, he can say, hey, would you like to have dinner with us? Or if we're at church and there's someone there, he can say to them, would you like to come home with us for a meal? Um, And we have just been working on always being prepared for that. So house-wise, trying to always make it so that we're able to, at the drop of a hat, invite someone in. Obviously, that's not always possible, but we try to get there. And also just having food and things in the back of your mind that are a quick outcome, right? Trying to always have something available that you can have something on the table in 20 minutes. Cause 20 minutes, you can easily fill that up with uh-huh. visiting with someone. You'll need to use the bathroom when they get to your house anyway, right? Like there's serve them a lemonade and have them sit in the living room while you make spaghetti. Super easy to do. Just always have dry spaghetti in your pantry and you can feed people <laughs> at the drop of a hat. Yeah. <laughs> um, and if you make it really chill, if you don't make it a big deal, um, then it's often more comfortable for the other people too. So I think also with hospitality, we get it into our... See, now I'm just the only one talking. I'm just like 
Um, we get it into our minds that it has to be impressive, right? We see um, the magazines. Does anyone read magazines anymore? But you know what I mean. Like you see the, the picture perfect parties or entertainment or, you know, beautiful tables laid out with tablecloths and candles. And I have definitely fallen into that trap of being like, oh man, but I'm not like a pretty, I'm not a pretty hospital person <laughs> but I can yeah I mean like our our tables like when we have parties and stuff like our tables wouldn't be on the front page of a magazine not even I mean we us. we do put out like a lot of food because oh yeah like we, food but it's not like it's not yeah you know there's not folded origami napkins and no. candles no. and a nice centerpiece like I hate no. centerpieces most of the time because they get in the way um so you don't have to be artsy or you know pr- like entertaining in order to have people, if you can just be like, hey, I'm chopping up meat and cheese and we have some crackers in a box here. Would you like to join us for this this lunch that we're throwing together? That's often helps people to feel more comfortable anyway. So I think mm. we get into our minds that we have to be one way. But really, it's welcoming to just be like, hey, join our slightly chaotic life with whatever we're doing. Um. But yeah, Brendan is really good at keeping the house at a standard, but I have been learning more from just mentors and stuff in my life um, that if you keep a routine in your life, then it's easier to have people come in, right? So I, um, with cleaning, I clean on a, a rotation with schedules. So I don't have a major panic right before having people over. Um, we pick up and stuff, but that because, you know, bathrooms are always done on Thursdays and the hallway's always done on Tuesdays and the kitchen's always done on Fridays, then there's a rotation and then I can say, yeah, people can come in when they stop by to drop something off. They can come in for coffee because it's somewhat presentable. Um, Well, and, and like, yeah, our, like your house doesn't necessarily need to be spotless in order to have people. Heavens no. Yeah. Like there, there are times when there are um, hockey sticks and dolls and just everything <laughs> all over the floor and table. And, and baby in the sink. Yeah. You can and over and we, we've had people stop by for, for coffee. And right. it's just, you know, it, it, yes. it is. It is what it is. And I, I didn't mean that for yeah. the guests. No, no, I no. meant that for the host. Because like yeah. people will think to themselves I can't have people over because mm-hmm. my house is not spotless it's like no right. I give you like get it to a, a point where you're comfortable but don't try to make it impressive like people literally do not care and if they do care that's on them that's not on you so yeah make mm. it make your presence hospitable because if your presence if you who you are cares about them and wants to meet their need because the point is they want to connect with you Mm-hmm. And maybe they need a cup of coffee or maybe they need a meal. So that's the point. It's meeting those needs, spiritual, physical, emotional needs. It's mm. not about presenting this picture perfect picture to the world. It is about connecting and meeting the needs. Yeah. So. Yeah. And, and I think that's why, like I, I touched on it a, a couple of times going through the, the, the boxes, um, just this idea that, you know, in, uh, in hospitality, we're giving ourselves Yes. So we're we're not we're not giving people our our homes. I mean, they they are coming into our homes, but um, 
but it's uh, like hospitality is an attitude. It's, yeah. it's definitely something that you just, you embrace and, and, um, and you just like, you think yeah. of the other person, not yourself. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's a really popular thing. It's like entertaining is making a show of yourself. Whereas being host- like hospitality is serving the other person. Mm-hmm. So like you want people, do you say that? You say welcoming presence in our outcome. I was going to say, you want people to be refreshed. You want when they leave mm-hmm. your presence to be like, that was refreshing, not burdensome, right? Yeah. So, yeah, how, how we talk to people can be hospitable or not hospitable, but just allowing people to come into your everyday life um, is a good way to do that. And um, Amy Gannett, I talk about her all the time, highly recommend. Um, she was talking about how in their stage of life, so they have two very little girls, um, like three and a few months old, I think, kind of deals. Um, so dinner time hospitality is not super common for them because their girls have early bedtimes and it's hard to balance, you know, their guests with bedtime, which is fine. Different routines for different people. Mm-hmm. I'll just leave Brent at the table talking to people and put our kids to bed if people are here. Um, but they do... Saturday morning donuts in the backyard. Who doesn't love donuts in the backyard, right? So you just say, hey, bring your kids over or like we'll meet you at the park. Um, And I've done that, right? I've met moms at the park with to-go cups of coffee. And you just sit there and you, yeah, you have coffee and you watch your kids play together. It's, it's, um, It's about the connection. It's about meeting the needs of others and not making a show of it or being like stuck in a box because it doesn't have to be a five course dinner at 7 p.m. It can be brunch, it can be a park date in the afternoon, it can be, you know, whatever it needs to be dessert after if it is. Oh yeah, that's what I was also going to say about expensive. So in my thinking through this, I was like, well, I'm just gonna have to tell people that it's expensive to be hospitable, but it's not, it doesn't have to be. Like it, it is something I believe that Christians should be putting in their budget, right? We should be preparing for this. We should be putting funds toward this because it's so important in the Christian community for us to be hospitable and connect with people. Um, but you don't necessarily have mm-hmm. to have people over for a big meal. You can just do dessert or you could do a potluck style, right? So just say like, hey, ah, that's actually something I've grown in. I used to be, if people were coming to something like the Great Cup, I wouldn't allow them <laughs> to bring stuff. And I'd be like, no, like I'll just do it all. And then it was like, yeah. stressful for me and frustrating for the family because then I'm all snappy, which is also not hospitable. Be hospitable to your family when yeah, you're being... It's hosp- an attitude. It's an attitude. <laughs> you have to be hospitable to your family when um, serving others too. But it also helps them to be a feel a part of it. So if someone says, mm-hmm. hey, can I bring something? Say yes. Come up with something. Maybe they can bring the salad. Maybe they can bring a bag of chips. Maybe they can bring their favorite drink. So... Maybe their kids like chocolate milk. Tell them to bring chocolate milk. You know, so it doesn't have to be um, everything on you. You can make it a group thing. Yeah. But yeah, so we can't use expenses as a reason not to do it. But I also do believe that you should be prioritizing that. So like making sure that that is, you know. Yeah, so when Brent and I go shopping for something like the Great Cup, obviously our grocery bill is going to be more expensive this week than it would be last week because we were just feeding our own family. Last week and this week, we're going to be feeding who knows how many people. 
But that's okay because we know that. We know that going into it, that this is this matters to us. So we're going to put that that toward it. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, I was just going to say, like, spaghetti and meat sauce, popcorn. I mean... Popcorn. Popcorn and iced tea. We did that at Bible College a lot. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, in Bible College, we were very poor. Uh, we were very poor married <laughs> students. But, um, like... Just seeing, man, just, just seeing the, the hospitality of, of God's people, both in like having like us in their homes, like all of the, all the staff had, had mm, us in their mm-hmm. homes, but we were also just given money throughout the year. Just in our mailbox, we would find, we would find cash and we'd be like, sweet. And uh, <laughs> we, we would uh, use that money to... Uh, buy food mm-hmm. uh, we would share that food with um, different individuals or, or couples um, who, who were also students uh, so we had them into our our homes and yeah it was just a great way mm-hmm. for us to connect but we we didn't have a very big place no. we had a very small place it was a uh, it was a fourplex but we had what would you say, like 80% of the student body there? <laughs> the one for, time, For yeah. the Grey Cup. We had 80% of the students. Now, okay, I'm... keep in mind that 80% <laughs> of the students. Okay, like, so we had... wow, we had like 200 people. No, this is a super small Bible college, so we had like 30 people. Okay. No, had... it, was not, it was way more than 30 people. It was not. It was over 40 Really? People. Oh, for sure. Okay, anyway, the point yeah. is... The point is, yeah, I mean, you don't You need... scrunch on the couch. It's totally fine. The point was, yeah. like, connecting. And I don't think anybody would have been like, all they served was, you know, no, soup we, and no, we, whatever. No, we made it work. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but that's people desire that. They desire to just hang out. And you can, like, have a dozen cookies and some hot chocolate and just majorly connect over that mm-hmm. if you invite people in. But if you're yeah. going to be all, like, you know, eh. Yeah. <laughs> and separate like it's not as good plus god makes things stretch in an amazing way when we give our measly offerings to him so yeah it is amazing yeah. but um like yeah i was just gonna touch on okay so covid was a very uh yeah <laughs> it, it was a very Miserable. it was a very yeah difficult time because I mean, a lot of people who, who um, you know, maybe they wanted to have people into their home, but they weren't sure, given the, the restrictions, what what they were to do about that. Mm-hmm. So we, what we did, and I'm not going to say this is this is right or wrong. I'm not going to say what what anyone did, what like how they approached COVID was right or wrong, but we we treated it on a case by case basis. So if someone was uncomfortable with being inside while we had restrictions going on, we met outside, mm-hmm. right? So that made for very frigid, like coffee and tea outside or at the park or yeah. whatever the case may be. But we, we made it, we made it work because they wanted to connect. And so we, we connected. And so we, yeah, we had lot, lots of porch visits with uh, people in the congregation and the community. Uh, but those who were more comfortable being in our home, uh, we had several individuals that were like, you know what? Like, I really need a tea or a coffee because yeah. it's hard. <laughs> this is a 
this is a hard time right now. And, um, and so we were like, you know what? Yeah, let's, let's do it. And so we had them in our home and, um, you know, call it counseling, whatever the case may be. <laughs> but it was, yeah, it was a way for us to, uh, to be hospitable in that way as well. Uh, in fact, we had um, one lady who, um, like she, like her vehicle broke down just outside of Boyle. And uh, while her car was getting fixed, she needed a place to stay. And so she asked if, if um, we'd be able to help um, with like a, a night stay at, at one of the motels here in Boyle. And we just said, well, we have a guest bedroom. Why don't you just stay the night here? And, and Helena kind of alluded to that. Like, we don't, like, <laughs> we need to be careful um, about the, the people people that we have into our homes. If, like, we're not familiar with them or if, like, we get a bad vibe. Um, this lady, like, she, like, was, like, legitimately in need. And um, we thought, you know... Like, this is something that we can, we, we can help with. And so, yeah, she stayed the night at our place. She, she had supper with us. Um, it was uh, around Christmas time. So we, uh, we did a, an Advent craft with, with our kids. She didn't participate with that. She just, she just kind of stayed in her room. But, yeah, I mean, we, we opened up our, our home and... We just continued our life. Yeah, we, we continued, continued our life. Um, and we had... Uh, we had breakfast with her the next morning, and yeah, it was just, it was something that was super easy. I almost forgot. I see, I knew that this was coming, and I had thought about this earlier when you were talking about service or community. I think it was in community. Um, the gospel comes with a house key. Read yes. that. It huge, is by... Huge resource. Yeah. It is by um, Rosaria Butterfield, and she talks about, what is she called? Radical hospitality. Mm-hmm. And... I thought you were going to mention that earlier. I was, and I forgot. I forgot all about it. So, yeah, that is <laughs> huge. And I thought of that because of the just, like, living your life with yeah. the people. So, invite people into your home and just live it. And she w- would have you, you know, help with whatever. She's cooking a meal. And she gets you to yes. help. Or, like, she gets you to help with yes. dishes. Or if there's laundry on the table, she's like, yeah, you fold that while I put the bread in the oven or whatever. Which I'm still working on. I struggle with that a little bit. Laundry. But the point, the yeah, point yeah. is... To just invite people into the life that you are currently um, living. So, yeah, if you're doing an Advent craft with your kids, invite people over and do an Advent craft together, right? Just live in community, which was our last one. But, like, live in – open up your lives to others. Like, make your lives hospitable and then it would come from that. Yes, that's, that's very good. Yeah, open up your lives. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, if we're, we're kind of fleshing out this, this definition of hospitality, it'd be opening up our lives in order to meet the needs of others. Oh, nice. (laughs) Yeah. I'd say, I'd say that's a good, I'd say that's a good definition because yeah, yeah, we're, we're definitely giving of ourselves. We're giving of our time, Mm -hmm. our money, our resources. um, And our kids, our kids, our kids are sacrificing too. Um, one of our children was complaining the one day about having to clean up after a party. Like, man, it's like every time you have a party, then we have to clean up the playroom because it's such a mess because everyone came and played in it. And that's a great opportunity for you to talk about 
God calling us to open up our lives to others and be hospitable. And it's like, yeah, so you have to work for an extra 20 minutes to clean up the room because there was 20 kids here instead of three. But that is a good thing. That is like we are called to that in Christ. He says to be hospitable. He says to welcome people into your lives. He says to open it up to that. Brennan is getting Hadassah to laugh. That's Sorry. timely. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so like it's a good training thing for the kids too. So they're involved, right? The kids know that people are, are over. Um, they used to know when we pulled the table out from the wall that it's like, oh, who's coming for dinner? And now they were always out from the wall because there's enough of us around the table. But... Yeah, so now we push it against the wall and it's <laughs> still that we're having a party. <laughs> a party, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it, it can be difficult. And you can think to yourself, like, oh, but we have kids and it's so hard to have people in when we have kids. And it is. You're right. It is hard, but it's worth it. It's worth it when you can see people relax in your home. It's worth it when, um, like, people change when they feel listened to or when they are, are welcomed into just a regular life. So do the hard. Hard is not the same thing as bad, as Abby Halberstadt says. And... It is worth it. So train the kids, train yourself, open your home. Yeah. Or your life. Because as we've stated, it doesn't have to be in your home. Yeah. Open your life. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, do you want me to take it? Um, yeah, anything else you would add? I, I well, I could. I could go on and on, but I will <laughs> not. <laughs> Instead, come over. <laughs> we'll have chai yeah. and hang out. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Well, just like the little things like that, where, like, think, like thinking of Halloween. So I know Halloween was kind of a sticky point for, for some Christians as well. It's like, how do we go about it? You know, do we, do we engage? Do we not engage? Do we seclude ourselves in the basement? Do we go trick-or-treating? You know, how, like, I, I know there are a lot of Christians kind of working through that. So we just had, like, we have mini chocolate bars and hot chocolate and coffee for uh, trick-or-treaters and their parents. Um, and we just like parked ourselves in the garage and we had multiple uh, families and individuals come and uh, yeah, chatted with us for, <laughs> for a long time. Yeah. A long yeah. time. And yeah, that's, that's hospitality. We're inviting people into our, our lives and, and uh, we're, we're meeting meeting their needs. Mm -hmm. I mean, you might not think that like chocolate bars are necessarily meeting. Yeah, but hot chocolate on yeah. a cold night. <laughs> it's huge. When you're walking around with your kids, yeah, yeah. that's a big deal. Yeah, or the uh, the amount of people who, who joke with us about, uh, uh, like we'll post something on Facebook, like, uh, like, a, like a pie that Helena's made. And oh, yeah. so, someone will be like, Where's mine? Where, where's, where's mine? Or where, where's my piece? And we'll legitimately take them a piece, piece of pie. Yeah. Or like what, whatever the case may be. Uh, if we, we've made a meal for, for someone in need and someone's like, oh, wish I could have one. Like we, we make a meal for, yeah. for them as well. Like pe people are learning not to joke with us because like we take them seriously. Like, I'm going to do it if you say you're going to do it. Yeah, because yeah, it's part of. It's part of hospitality. It's we we are meeting the the needs of others, and and uh, regardless of whether whether or not someone's someone's joking, we we take them seriously. Well, are and we, we ever really joking? Yeah, <laughs> and that's another episode for another time. <laughs> I, I I feel like you're you're uh, open up your uh, 
your heart, your home, your life. That 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 kind of that kind of wrapped it up. That was we always do like a after wrap up segment. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, like there's a wrap up and then we talk a little bit more and then we stop. Yeah, right. Yeah. But yes. Yeah. Be hospitable. <laughs>